Welcome to this week's episode of If You're Happy, Do You Know It? with me, Al Clayton-Reed, or Alistair Clayton. You can decide what you want to call me. Um, today's guest is Katie Sheridan. Katie is a local resident to where we record the podcast, but that's not the most important thing about her. She's also a person, one of the old human beings. Um, she's an actor. She is... Um, she's a... Uh, what would you say? A, a content creator. She's a writer and creator of a very successful web series. Um, she's a busy bee, basically, and we managed to grab her for a little bit in between um, going to auditions and having lots and lots of meetings about her burgeoning career to talk about what makes her happy. So... Let's see what that is. And if you enjoy finding that out, as ever, please do subscribe, review, rate, and writ yourself large. basically just started now. Oh, uh, all right, no this is start. already happening. So, Katie Sheridan, <laughs> welcome to the podcast arena. Thank you. This is where you're sitting. Uh, welcome. Thanks for coming at such short notice as well. That's all right. I got really excited because I went to see Halloween and you've been coming to the podcast arena for a while, in theory, but in you're theory. so busy. <laughs> uh, and I just uh, I thought, Let's get her now, and then here you are. Here I am, it's like magic. Oh, what a smashing day. I've already done one today, so I'm just like, I'm all happied out. Oh, who did you do? I did Josh Bryant. He's in the other room. Oh, okay. Uh, he was really interesting, and I'll tell you why right now. Uh, <laughs> he was really interesting because no one with any sort of religious faith has come on the podcast. before. Actually, they have, but they've not really gone into it much. Okay. And Josh did, and yeah. I found it really interesting. Well, he's got he's got no religious faith. No, he is. Oh, he is very religious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Um, so I grilled him about that. Oh, okay. And uh, he grilled me back. Right. And it turns out he thinks that I'm never going to be as happy as he could be. Right. Unless I find Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Do you have any belief in anything? I do not. I believe in you. Oh, because I can see nice. you. And you. Um, right when you got up. here, I gave you a hug. I was like, yeah, I can feel <laughs> that you exist. Like, you're there. I feel like I believe that you exist. That's nice. Um, it's always nice. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any... Yeah, yeah I actually weirdly... Well, I guess it's not weird. I believe in uh, God. I'm a Christian. I was right. christened and things like that. But I wouldn't say I'm... Like a good Christian, so I go. <laughs> You're I, a bad Christian. <laughs> I'm a bad. No, I mean I don't go to church very often. Right. If I feel that I want to have a little pray, I'll just do it at home in bed yeah, at night. Yeah. You know, if I if I sometimes if I'm in Covent Garden, I'll pop into the Actors Church. Like I really like the Actors. There's church. an Actors Church. Yeah. Do you not know? Do you have to be? Do you have to have like an equity card to get in? <laughs> no, no, you don't. Although that would be really funny. Yeah. Um, no, it's in Covent Garden. It's like right behind the bit where, you know, they do all the street theatre. It's always really yeah. busy in the hustle and bustle. And then you just go in there. It's really quiet. I took my friend in there a little that while big, ago. Yeah, like, like behind... like a big church. Yeah, the Actors Church. They of do course. plays as well, like in, in the, yeah. on the green. You know, they do Shakespeare plays there. And... This is how much of a terrible atheist I am, right? <laughs> it's like, I don't even notice that churches are near me. That's, well, it's quite... It's, <laughs> 
I just don't even notice them. They're like, but now you've explained where it is. I'm yes. like, oh yeah, that massive church, church. Yeah. that oversees the entire of Covent, Covent Garden, Garden market. Yeah, 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 it's quite central. That thing, like yeah. right opposite the market. <laughs> In my head, I was like some some weird shack like between the burger place and the Chinese or something. Like, but yeah, that? that massive church. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I, so I went there the other day with my friend, and they had a service on. I wasn't intending to catch the service. I just right. happened to go, and it was really nice. You know, I mean, I kind of sometimes prefer to go when there's not a service, just to be. Mm. At sort of peace with my own thoughts, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But it was really lovely, and I, I like going in there. Um, I also went to St Paul's. You know, they do the the evening psalm. Oh That's yeah. really lovely. Like they sing, it's really beautiful. I took my American friend. She came over from America, and, okay. and we went. And you know, she loved it because it's totally different from. She's like, this is so British, and I was like, actually, yeah. I've never been before. It's only I'm only coming because <laughs> of you <laughs> to take um, you because you're American. Um, where in the Where in the states is she from? She's from California. Okay. In LA. So, like, she you want to get like an American friend from like Texas and, who goes to a super church every Sunday? And, yeah, that's not her. But that yeah. would be uh, <laughs> that would be that would be interesting. Interesting to see. I'd kind of like to go to that, but I'm a bit afraid of it too. <laughs> um, oh yeah, well I didn't know that about you, so that's yeah, that's, I like uh, it. Yeah, but as I said, I'm not really. <laughs> I like it. I like oh it, God man. and stuff. But yeah, I'm not really. Nice. Yeah, I, as I said, I don't feel like I have to go. I don't. It's it's more of a private personal thing, and it's like a spiritual thing yeah, yeah. I do feel connected I, f- I do feel that there is God and that yeah. that is something that and I've always sort of felt that yeah. Jesus fan? yeah well I mean yeah. I believe in Jesus but I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. I don't go around being like you better believe in Jesus yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that's not really but, but it kind of comes with the package that I saw <laughs> I'm going to question that exact thing that you just said yeah and Please don't think I'm having a go. No, it's I'm not right. having a go at anyone. But I, this is something I find really interesting and I spoke to a friend of mine about years and years ago and it's always sort of stuck with me. Um, it's, it's, um, I've asked some Christians before. Mm-hmm. I've never really got a good straight answer. So don't feel like you have to okay. give me one either. I'll see what I can do. But, and actually I feel like where you are with your religious faith, probably you're not going to... You just won't fit into this category. But okay. with people who are very, very strongly religious, take the Bible word for word, whatever, whatever. Um, I find if they care about me and they don't try to convert me yeah. all the time, yeah. do they really care about me? Because while the last thing I would want is a Christian trying to convert me all the time, yeah. right? If you take it as, like, I'm a Christian, therefore, by being one... Yeah. I should have asked Josh this as well, but I felt like I'd pushed him too hard. <laughs> Push the... So I'm, I'm just whacking it all on you. It's all it your it, shoulders now, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you believe that by being a person of God, being a Christian, guides that your life in such a way that at the end of your life there is a option for heaven or hell right right yeah. i'm not sure whether you do or not okay right yeah. if you do mm-hmm. and you know let's say you love me right yeah i know you do love me of katie but <laughs> let's say you really love me uh like you love me like a family member right? yeah like let's say you're my mum. Mm-hmm. okay uh which would be hard because you are younger than me by a lot right I a fair bit so you might be. I don't know. A fair bit. All right. I'm super old. I'll take I'm like that. 75. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> oh, I'll try. Um, let's say you're my mum and like 
you've got that faith and you believe at the end of your life you're going to heaven or you're going to hell, but you're going to heaven because you're a Christian, you follow God's word, you're, you're buds with Jesus mm-hmm. and all the Christian stuff that you like doing. Yeah. But I am an atheist and I don't believe that and I'm not letting him into my life and I'm not doing any of that. Yeah. And because of that, I'm going to hell, right? Well, that is what... Um some yeah. well, apparently what some Christians I have a fr- friend who was very like, you know when I was younger I had a friend who was really really religious and he spoke to me about that once and said about the, the thing of that I mean this is where I'm not a particularly strong <laughs> traditional a, yeah. I don't believe that myself because but this is where obviously it's totally against you know whatever but I because I know lots of really good people mm. some really close to me and some not so close yeah. Um, who don't believe in that sort of thing. And some of them, there's reasons, like some stuff's happened to them when they're young. Some of them, there's not. And, but it, to me, I'm like, I don't really mind what people believe. I'm yeah. just like, whatever, you know, helps you, whatever brings you, whatever makes you feel, as long as you don't hurt anyone else. Yeah. I'm like, it's like, you do you, I'll do me. I really don't feel the need to like, I don't talk about religion very much with friends and things like that because it's like, it's very personal. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah, apart from today. Um, so that's not my belief, but yeah. I understand. And it worried me a little bit like when my friend said that to me a long time ago because I've got family members that don't, Yeah. you know. I remember when I said to my dad when I was really young, I was like, oh, what happens? I was about seven. I was like, what happens when you die? And yeah. My dad was like, well, what was it like before you were born? And I was like, nothing. Yeah. And he was like, well, that's it. It's nothing. Yeah. And I remember being really scared and like, Oh my god! What? Yeah. Um, but then I just don't believe it. Just didn't make sense to me. Right. So it used to freak me out when because my friend used to say to me like, "Oh, well, he's not going to get in," and I'd be like, "Oh no, it's my dad," you know. Yeah, and so yeah. then I would try and like encourage him to say to try and like I would challenge it and be like, "But do you believe a little? Like just yeah, a little yeah, bit, you know?" Yeah. Um, but I think I like to think this is my version of it. I like to think that God is such a wonderful, kind you know, amazing force that that he would look at the, a person's overall qualities and yeah. how they treated others, you know, and that it would be about that yeah. more than just a solid, like, unwavering thing, especially if you've done other things that aren't so good, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's my opinion. It's totally against, you know. What, some opinions. Some opinions, yeah. 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 But, but that's, that's fine. just how I feel about it. Okay, that's good because... You're less on the spot now. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, because I think the the finishing thought on that is if you're more of that opinion that mm-hmm. it's it's one or the other, right? Yeah. So if you'd have if you'd have followed your friend's guidance and gone, yeah, oh god, if I don't go go somewhere to save my dad, he's going to spend eternity in flames, right? Yeah. If you truly, truly believe that, and that's how you live your life. Mm-hmm. Fine, great, right? But if you truly believe that, a hundred percent inside, you know that to be a fact. Yeah. And you say you care about me. Mm-hmm. If you don't spend every waking moment trying to convert me, yeah, you don't care about me because <laughs> that suggests that that that's like saying right. If we if we look at it in a worldly yeah stage, mm-hmm. if I'm driving my car head first towards what looks to me like a beautiful landscape. Yeah. Like a speeding bullet. 
but you know for a fact that behind, just over the hill, is actually a sheer cliff face, and I'm, I'm going to die. Drop. I'm okay. going to drop and <clears throat> yeah. burst into flames. You would do something to try and stop me driving, right? Yes, I would. Yeah. So, if you were truly, if you knew for a fact, <laughs> yeah, that I was going to go to hell, yeah, and you didn't spend every making moment trying to stop me. If I absolutely knew for a fact, <laughs> I would try and spend every moment convincing probably most people. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if I absolutely knew that for a fact, I guess it's because I don't. But it's very difficult because free, you know, the whole point is like free will and, you know, mm. you believe what you believe. And people have so many different, you know, there's different faiths and different. So it's very difficult to, even if that, if I knew that was 100% the case, yeah. I'd have a good go. <laughs> but I can, <laughs> yeah. I can guarantee that it would change because people. You know, how can you come along and change a belief? Like, yeah, yeah. But I could, but, but in that same analogy, I could say, no, I absolutely believe that I'm safe driving. Yeah. There's no way. There's and a if cliff you believe that, you believe that. Yeah, and eventually you'd have to go. Well, you're on your own, mate. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. I've done so everything hard. I can. I've but told you about the cliff. You're I, not going you're not for listening. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I think. Yeah, just like because you because I think I think there is a. Um, especially talking about Americans who go to church, I think there's like, there's a vision of a certain type of very, very fundamentalist Christian believer who, like the Westboro Baptists who go and like say God hates fags and all this stuff. Mm. And it's like they're doing very bad things from where I stand. Yeah. But are they being the absolute pinnacle of what they believe Christianity to be, which is... We must save people from hell. From hell, Because yeah. they believe that being homosexual is, is yeah. going to take people to hell. Yeah. So they genuinely think we have to convince them, otherwise they're going to end otherwise up in hell. Hen- so we're doing something bad to the, the human body version of them, but their eternal soul's in a lot more danger, and that's more important because it more- goes on forever. I guess, if, I guess if they think this of it that way. This is nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> I mean, what, what's happened what's to happy? me? What's happening? Well, you know, this isn't happening. Um, oh, yeah, God. I mean, that's just a tricky thing, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't believe... My cousin's just got married. My cousin's gay. Mm-hmm. And I went to his wedding and had a cracking time. Yeah. You know, I, I just... I don't believe that either. But again, that's why I'm not really a traditional, you know... Yeah. I've sort of got my own version. Yeah, yeah, just good. Along with my own version of it. And good. Just, you know. uh, we can, we can, um, we can get out of the deep end a bit now. Okay. We did start deep. Didn't we, we got. We just dove straight in. Like we went, and I feel like we have to come up slowly now because I blame Josh. Of the pressure. I blame Josh <laughs> for a lot of things. Um, Josh is a bad guy. No, he's not. He's lovely. Um, so yeah, Josh. Forget Josh. Forget Happiness, Josh. mate. Happiness. What <clears throat> do you think it is? Is it Something that is definable, I don't. No, I don't think it's definable. I mean, it's it's difficult, isn't there? You see these little quotes, like I've got mm. one on my that someone gave me. It's on my wall, and it's like, oh, happiness isn't the destination; it's the journey. You mm. know. But what does that really mean? I mean, sometimes when I'm like striving, I'm like, oh, you know, I must enjoy the journey, and then I'm like. Yeah, but, you know, it's just hard sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, there's traffic everywhere. There's traffic everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, no, I don't f- know that happiness is definable, but at the same time, I feel like it's more of like a feeling and you sort of know, I certainly know when I'm not happy. I certainly yeah. 
feel like when I'm miserable, I know it, you know. Um, so do you think it's the absence of misery then, perhaps? Well, I guess without the opposite, how would you know? I guess yeah. that's why they say, oh, isn't it? That's what they say about, oh, the opposite of everything helps you define mm. what. Um, I guess it is. I, I, to me, happiness is mostly, I think, about family, the people that I'm around. Yeah. I also like, I'm an actor, obviously, and, and so I suppose sometimes I put maybe too slightly too much stock in the in my career because I feel very... Because I always wanted to, you know, act and sing when I was little. Mm. So it's always something that I've wanted to do. And I find it does influence me. Like, when I'm having, like, good years and I'm really busy, I, I feel like, yeah. buzzy and quite happy. And then mm-hmm. if things are, you know, if I'm having a bit of a dry patch, I'm like, oh, man. I feel yeah. So I let sometimes that affect me when I, sh- I shouldn't really. Um, oh, but you absolutely can because yeah. we all do right? we all do yeah right. yeah but they say you know you shouldn't <laughs> it's like, oh yeah well who says who they says? say well, the they quote say. on your wall says it the, the, my plaque on my wall but tells you don't me even buy do that. that you've already said i don't buy that <laughs> yeah and yet i have it on my wall yeah like as a little reminder <laughs> i love that every morning you wake up and go you're talking shit mate <laughs> yeah. stupid wall stupid wall stupid plaque yeah. um i've got all sorts of plaques on my walls i'm like really okay yeah. um mostly gifts I like them. They're nice. Um, that's good yeah, to have a plaque. It's good to have a plaque. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's that's for me. I think it's about family and friends. I always feel really happy when I see that I've got my best friend Lisa, who I've known since I was like twelve. Right. Your sorry, your other best friend. Your other than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just to just Lisa. Establish. I'll have to introduce you to <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we can hang out as a friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> One day. Um, don't want don't want her to get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, being with her makes me happy. We met at guides and like, there's like a nostalgia attached to our friendship. Whenever mm. I go around her house, like, like her mum's house where we like grew up having sleepovers and things yeah. like that. That always like really cheers me up. I'm like, oh, you know, it's nice. I like that. I think, you know, when I've been in love, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff makes me feel pretty, pretty high, pretty miserable yeah. when it doesn't work out, you know. <laughs> Do you know how to um, grab onto it? What? Love. Happiness. happiness like when you recognize it it sounds like you recognize it so i yeah. think we've had like 50 50 split of guests so far right. where people go like i don't recognize it until after it's gone right uh no i don't where people I'm are not. like i don't get it in the moment and then you look back on it and you go oh that was nice wasn't it i felt happy during that but they sort of missed it right when it was happening but do you feel like you, you don't miss it i don't feel like i miss it i mean sometimes i they say talk about gratitude, don't they? And I'm like, mm. oh yeah, I could be more. I should, I should practice being more grateful for stuff. Yeah. But I do feel like when I'm happy, I do know it. You know, yeah. Like I don't know if I can define it as of such, but I feel like I'm quite an emotional person. Like I'm up and down. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like so. I sort of know when I'm up. Occasionally, I've had these moments of this really strange feeling where it's almost like a a blanket feeling. It's really weird, and I'm like, God, I'm so happy. And then I get the thought like. It won't last. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'll, you know, if this will last. It's just like this yeah. strange feeling that kind of washes over me of like pure contentment. I get that because um, I have chronic back pain, and when I take oh, opioids, no. I get that around 15 minutes after I take the pills, right. <laughs> I get a real wash of like, oh. oh. What is it you matters. take? What is it? Uh, it's like a mixture of like uh, it's codeine. I I don't know. I don't want to say okay. because okay. if there if there's like drug seeking behaviour. Oh, you there, don't want to. I don't think no, people cool. should be. No, don't advertise it. Ben. Should be looking for a pain prescription <laughs> no, unless they, they're no. in pain. No, but you take something to help with the pain. Yeah, yeah, and, and it makes then, you feel happy. 
Uh, no, but oh. it definitely makes me feel like it washes over me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it makes me feel unhappy that I have to keep taking yeah. painkillers all But the time. back pain right. would make you feel miserable because whenever I've been in pain, yeah. I'm really crap with pain. Like I'm really scared about, I really want to have children and I'm really scared right. about the idea of like childbirth and stuff, even though I really want to do it. Adopt. I mean, I don't really want to do it, but I want to have children. Adopt. Adopt. Well, I really want to create my own. I'm so fussy. I'm like, I like the idea of creating something. Surrogate. You Find what? a surrogate. Oh, a surrogate. Yeah. No, don't you surrogate. That's where that's just having to <laughs> not having it. Find a surrogate. Find That'd a be surrogate. Expensive, I feel. Nah, some it's people would do it. Yeah. Surely. You know. I don't know how it works. How it works. I'm sure it's more complicated than just. Than just. Yeah. Um, get Lisa to do it. Get Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, could you? Would you mind? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like um, pain is like the opposite of. I feel like, oh, I've had mm. to say the opposite. Pain is so... I had, like, I caught um, a kidney infection earlier in the year. Oh, it made me really, really ill. Oh, and no. I was so miserable because I couldn't do anything. Right. Like, it took ages to diagnose it. And then I had an allergic reaction to the antibiotics I took. So oh, it, so I, mean, I was really miserable. Mm. And I was like, wow, you don't appreciate health until you really... Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel health is a big part of happiness. Like, even yeah. if you don't think about it. Yeah. It, it really... When you lose it, you realise, like, oh, my gosh, everything depends... On good health, like, yeah. There's nothing so important. But then when you're well, you don't even think about it. You just run yeah. around worrying about other stuff. Yeah, you eat fat and yeah. sugar and so yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, like... and I'm definitely the worst for that. <laughs> um, yeah, God, that's quite frightening, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you know. If only we were more preventative of bad things. Of bad things. Well, I guess that's just, yeah. It must be like there must be a human nature in that because you don't, you wouldn't think about. Being in a car crash. No. Until I'm a you were, but driver. you would drive at 90 miles an hour because so, you wanted to get somewhere. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not a very good driver, so sometimes I do think about stuff like that. Not like that, but I'm like, oh, I should be... I, I, I don't go on motorways very much. I avoid motorways because yeah. I'm not... That's so honest of you. Because I'm not... I get a little bit, like, freaked out. I'm like, oh, no, I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. I really probably should go and practice with someone. I think um, just put it off and drive you might like routes. motorways more than you expect. Because yeah. they're the safest roads, statistically, they're the safest roads Are they? imaginable. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. They seem so fast. They are fast. <laughs> I think it's, it's the like speed a really obvious makes you thing feel... To say. Yeah, I think, yeah, statistically, they're the safest roads imaginable. I think 2% of all accidents in the UK happen on a motorway. On a motorway. I did not know that. But the reason we think of it otherwise is because of reporting. Because if you if you have an accident like on a normal road, yeah, there's usually like one or two cars involved, and then people just go around you. Yeah. Whereas if someone has an accident on a motorway, they shut the motorway. Yeah. And then there's miles of traffic, Chaos. which it gets national news reporting. So we think of motorways as ha always having, having accidents, yeah. but they never have accidents because. Um, Basically, want if you just maintain speed and space, then you tend to be all right. And it's, yeah. Um, so hopefully that is just goes a little it's way a to little make you feel better about yeah, motorways. Yeah, it is. Or just practice. take the scenic route. As your wall says, <laughs> enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Forget the motorway. If <laughs> you're not enjoying it. the journey, then you're not going to be happy, then what are you? what are you doing? Yeah. Even if you're going to a happiness conference, <laughs> if you're terrified on the motorway getting there... Then it's, yeah. You went the wrong way. It's no good. Take the, take the longer route. The slow route. The slow route. Just take a little bit longer over it. That is at the moment what I do. That's Good. Why takes, that's why I'm always late. It's like, sorry, I came a really long route. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, 
Well, you were, weirdly, you were a bit late I was a bit here, late. I even. parked in the wrong car park. How confusing. Yeah. It's, I get a bit confused here. But you live like two miles away, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, because uh, there is no late. There is no, oh, that's nice. There is no late, there's no early, it's just. I like that. When it when it's right, it just will happen. Just rock up when you feel like it. Yeah, and it's I think like, that's. Oh, it's meant to be, you know. I think it's just the way you've got to think about things. Um, so, right, you're an actor. Yeah. That's your profession, but is it you? Hmm. Is it me? Yeah. Well, is it me? Well, it can't be, can it? Totally, because if it was, it's too important. That's what I tell myself. I'm like, don't mm. let it be so important. Um, but at the same time, as a little girl, what mm. I really used to love doing was like dancing and singing around, singing. You know, I used to watch Over the Rainbow on telly. And I'd, I had this little dog that I pretended with Toto. And yeah. I used to sing. And then when the hurricane hit, I'd like throw myself all over the room, all over the sofa. And my mum would come in and tell me, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know. I used, used to, to do, do the that same too. Thing, yeah. Really? Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to love doing that stuff. It's, it's great. Yeah. You know, I like, I used to like Rod Jane and Freddie. Did you ever see Rod Jane and Freddie? No. They were like the spin off of Rainbow. Oh, right. that made me really sad to see that Jeffrey Hayes yeah, died. Yeah. That made that's the opposite of happiness. Yeah, and then yeah. I saw that he was treated really badly by the industry. I read his like obituary and he'd done Rainbow for like eighteen years or something, and then got a letter that just dismissed him. And then he couldn't get any other work because he was so associated with Rainbow. And you know, oh. I just, I just, you know, when you feel like that's really sad. Yeah, he's like a father figure, and I was like, oh no, Jeffrey yeah. was treated so poorly, like. Oh. It made me really, that made me really sad, you know, and Rainbow used to make me really happy. Yeah, I loved Rainbow. As a kid, definitely. that was the epitome of, happy, of happiness for me, was Rainbow. Uh, Rainbow was great. It really so, was. So yeah, you, but you imagined being like in the films and in the shows and being like, Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I went to, I saw a panto with my dad when I was four, Peter Pan. Yeah. At Wimbledon Theatre, funnily enough. Sorry, your dad's Peter Pan? No, no, I went with my dad. To see... Oh, man. <laughs> Can you imagine? I was excited. I thought we were in Hook for a second. <laughs> my dad is Peter Pan. Yeah. No. Um, now, I went with my dad to see the pantomime Peter Pan yeah. at Wimbledon Theatre. I was yeah. about four. And I said to my dad, oh, I want to do that. Like, I want to be on stage. And then I joined, when I was younger, I joined something called The Young Set, which is run by uh, Babette Langford. Okay. And it's got um, all the Strannan girls went there. They're very big in the West End, all the Strannan girls. And we used to dance around. We'd do cabarets for, like, the Dorchester Hotel and places like that for Variety Club. And um, through them, I got in a show at Sadler's Wells, and that's how I sort of, you know, got yeah. into the acting nice. uh, stuff more professionally. But I also did pantomime with them at Wimbledon Theatre. Play in the, I was in the, you know, the Panto Babes. I was like one of the young kids. Right. And my dad was like, oh, you know, your thing came true because you wanted yeah. to be on stage at Wimbledon Theatre and you wanted to do pantomime and you've done yeah. it, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I want to be the lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So really, you know. And then years later, because I did Genie in the House, the Nickelodeon show, and yeah. then I did get pantomimes through that and I played, you know, Sleeping Beauty and, yeah, yeah. and different, different things. So, so then I did get to, to do it. Yeah. But I would really love to do Wimbledon Theatre one day as like a... Yeah, I done that's Wimbledon nice, Theater yeah. As a, yeah. And um, do you feel like uh, that's... Do you feel like it's come true? Or do you feel like you're still striving? I, I think a bit of both. Like, in some ways, growing up, like, I went to quite a rough secondary school and mm -hmm. it was kind of, you know, not really expected that anyone was going to, like, 
go into that sort of thing. Like I'm not, right. my family's not from the industry. Yeah, yeah. So no, I don't think anyone really expected that I would do that, apart from my own family who are very supportive. They don't know a yeah. lot about the industry other than what they've sort of learned through me, but right. they were always really supportive about it. Great. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think definitely like I get such a buzz when I'm, acting, singing, dancing. Yeah. I, now I dance around my room just because I'm not really like the greatest <laughs> dancer. I just really enjoy dancing around. Yeah. And that makes me super happy when I get to dance around. Right. I also love a good wedding. I love a good dance. Oh, I hate a wedding. Really? Oh, I loved mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. It was so good. It's always a bonus. <laughs> uh, but um, oh, I hate a wedding. Why? I just Yeah, I spend a good half an hour before going to a wedding in tears and then pleading... <laughs> With my wife for some of her prescription um, uh, Valium, basically. <laughs> uh, I think we should talk about what your idea of happiness is. It's very interesting. I don't know. You don't? <laughs> That's that. why I'm doing a podcast about it. I'm trying to find out what it is. Are you really? Are you sort trying to of, find yeah. I am answer? trying to sort out, okay. sort of find out what it is. I think, uh, no, I think I have a lot of good ideas about it, but... Um, well, you you, feel, we'll get there. Are you a happy person, do you think? I think I am, but I'm also like, I'm also bizarrely very happy being the sort of person that embraces running the gamut of emotion. Right, okay. Like, I know people who tell themselves and tell the world that they're always happy, and I don't buy it for a second. No. But also I think they're less happy than me in a weird way. Uh, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I kind of feel like I love... Um, oh, I should be... Just be a little careful about what I'm saying, but I love being depressed. Really? In a very... Like, I don't love it during it. I hate being unable to move physically. I hate not being able to control being so sad and hopeless. Mm -hmm. But I love that I I wouldn't want to numb it. If, yeah. Because I love coming out of it. Yeah. And it can make you appreciate the highs. Yeah. The good yeah. stuff. But I also, like, I'm trying to get better at being, at recognising the happiness. So, like, when you said about you recognise things that make you happy during that. Yeah, I, I think really so. think a lot of people don't. Really? And I'm trying to be really good at recognising it during it. Mm -hmm. uh, and vocalising it is sometimes important. So, like, again, this is super cheesy and people are like, oh, shut up, you're making me sick, including my own <laughs> wife. But, like, when I sit next to my wife yeah, and she's there and we don't do anything out of the ordinary, we're just sitting there and I'll look at her and I'll think... I can't believe I get to spend any time with this person. And I'll genuinely think I am happy. Like, right now, this is great. And I find if I tell Aww. her that, she'll go, shut up. Because <laughs> um, she hates being complimented and yeah. it feels like a compliment. But I feel like if you vocalise it, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, vocalising it makes something real somehow. So, yeah. like, um, so if you're doing beautiful. something that makes you feel really happy, you go, I'm loving this. Yeah. This this is it. It kind and then you kind of hold on to it. Um like taking a mental snapshot almost. Mm -hmm. Um and some people literally take the picture because then they go, right, I've got the picture. That will now be able to like as a sense memory and go back to that moment and be 
almost relive the happiness, right? Yeah. Whereas uh, I kind of don't like taking pictures because I think they take you out of it. Yeah. Maybe because it's really closely linked to what I have to do at work. I definitely struggle with... It's weird. We live in a weird time, I think, in a little way, in some ways, because of the whole selfies. Mm. and Like, I quite... I'm not against selfies. I, you know, I take selfies with friends and things like that. Yeah. But I don't understand when I see, like, kids sat on a bus and they're just taking selfies of themselves on the bus. Yeah, yeah. With nothing, like, going on. It's like, yeah. what are you taking a picture? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that. And I, I find it, like, scary to think of raising children a little bit in this world where it's so social media, so, like, mm. it must be really stressful and difficult being young in, like, this environment where you've got all this social media going on. Yeah. I find social media is a great thing. Yeah. And it's really handy with networking and stuff like that from mm-hmm. an actor's point of view. Yeah. But... You know, it's. I like did a little bit of temp work at a school, and you know, sometimes you get calls about things like mm. about WhatsApp groups and stuff like that. There's so many different forms of. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> can I talk about that? I guess I'm not really going into. You didn't say which school. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't say which school. <laughs> but you know, so sometimes, yeah, you. It, I'm, I'm aware that there's a lot of pressure on younger people with the social mm. media thing, and I think that must. I wonder if that takes away from happiness yeah uh it's definitely something that's come up uh and i question a lot yeah yeah i think um i don't know i'm again i'm no expert at all uh definitely feel like i know people who have had to physically make the decision to delete social media accounts because they suddenly went i am miserable because I've, I'm choosing to spend my time uh, comparing myself to people so, I know. Yeah. And, you're and they're all having such a great bits. life. Yeah. yeah. And well, that's not. what it seems. No, not really. Like They might be. I mean, yeah. But they're not. They're, but, and actually, you could probably... Uh, there's probably a study where you go, the more people... The more pictures people put of their best life, they're not. Mm. Um, I've likened it before to, like... Um, we grew up in the 90s, right? So... Yeah. We didn't have all of that, um, but certainly with stuff like Instagram where it's all photos, it's like if your neighbour came round every hour with their holiday photo album and went, <laughs> look at my holiday photo album, do you like it? Do you like each individual picture of that? Look at it, look at it, look at it, look at the photo album. You'd be like, all right, mate, that's a bit much. That's, that's a weird, bit much. Yeah. Plus, the photo album isn't your life, it's just the bits it's where you... And you, you were very, and because you had to shoot it on film, and it took like three weeks to get developed, <laughs> you had to be very careful about which moments you chose. Um, and I think even though people take a thousand more photos, they're still careful about which ones. Oh yeah, people get to see, that and it's like, um, yeah. and we all are like, if I took a photo of myself, I mean, I just wouldn't because no one wants to see that. But like, <laughs> take a photo of myself and go, oh, I've got eight chins. I'm not putting that anywhere. But that's my life. I've got eight chins. Deal with it, right? Or get so rid of funny. them. No, you don't. I would love to get rid of at least four of them, but I really like eating hamburgers. <laughs> they make me so happy. That's happiness. <laughs> My fat um, little face doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just it's an interesting thing. I think in some ways, like social media and stuff enhances things and probably does bring happiness. It puts people in contact. It's mm. easy to keep the great thing about it is you can keep up to date with what people are doing without, yeah. you know. Having to, although it kind of makes it that you don't have to try so hard. You just keep seeing stuff and you're like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know what you're doing. Um, but it is 
people's highlights. It's not real life and it's easy yeah. to forget that. I imagine it's probably even more so if you're like growing up and, and like mm, yeah, as a yeah. teenager and stuff. I just imagine, I just think it must be hard to mm. to grow up in a world of all this social media. I think it must. I'm trying to remember how it must have felt. Like I was definitely as a teenager, I've I've I lucked out as a teenager because I I was very, very lucky as a personality that no one ever really bullied me Mm. and even when they tried I didn't give a shit like I really didn't care Mm. that I just was able to just like and bullies thrive on knowing that they've made an impact in some way I guess yeah and I think because I just somehow lucked out personality wise enough to go you haven't made an impact no one ever got away with it yeah for long enough which is good um but imagine you're not equipped with that. Yeah. And then bullies could come from even anywhere in the entire world. Yeah. And find not just you. like your school. No, like. no. Like I had a very small amount of bullying when I was mm. younger. Like it was not not big. And I had really good friends around me who made it like not a thing. Like yeah. my my friend Chloe used to come and like walk to my house and then walk with me because oh, I was yeah. having particular trouble with a couple of people right. and she was amazing you know what I mean like so I was because I had people that had my back it wasn't a big thing but I, I must have I, if that, if I'd had them going home and like getting messages from people yeah and things like that it would have been like a thousand times harder yeah yeah to, to just having it like when you turn up at, yeah you know, exactly. your day at school or whatever you know so it's a God, yeah, totally that, that is the worst, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be like the there's continuation no... continuation. Yeah, because yeah. when you get home, you still think about it. I remember thinking about mm. it and being like, oh, it's a bit miserable. But at least but, you're <laughs> safe in your house, your family's there yeah, and you can't just turn on a computer. You're away yeah, from oh, it, God, yeah. you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just totally different from mm. um, from what it is nowadays, like I imagine. And I think that would be really hard yeah. to go through. And yeah, I wouldn't know... Because we haven't lived through that, I'm like, say I had a kid... How do I prepare them for stuff like that? Because I haven't lived through that. I don't know what that's like. You know, I remember at school mm. it was all about pogs and, you know, things Whoa. like Spice Girl postcards and, you know, pogs that was, was like a big the craziest. Deal. You know, pogs was, pogs was tricky. Pogs they got was banned huge. at my school. Did it? Yeah, it was just too much hassle. <laughs> that's so funny. Head teacher was like, no, no, no more of this. That's so, he I actually like, I actually loved that head teacher, my primary school. And I, he's still a friend of mine. Uh, and he's retired now. He's a lovely man. Actually, I'm going to get him on this podcast. I've just decided. <laughs> That's going to be such a great episode. I'm going to cry my eyes out on the episode. Aww. And so is he. I'm going to get him crying. <laughs> Italo, I'm coming for you. He lives near us, actually. Does he? Uh, he's great. He's amazing. But he banned so much shit in my school. He's banned <laughs> everything. Everything we liked. He'd, he'd let it. And then he'd just come in one day and he'd go, Right, I've banned that. Did you like that? Banned. <laughs> like something else. Pogs was one of them. I don't really know what happened there. I think there was a couple of fights over some Pogs that got nicked. Um, so banned them. But everyone in my class, when we were in year five and six, read Point Horror books. Okay. Right. You don't remember Point Horror? No. Ho- oh, my God. What was that? Do you know Goosebumps? Yeah. All right. It was the slightly, oh, it, it was like the young adult version of Goosebumps. Oh, it was older. Okay. Um, but they were so, such a big deal. I had, I like collecting stuff. I've got better at it, especially okay. since I got married. And Danny's like, you can't have 1,500 DVDs. You can't do You don't have the space. <laughs> um, but I used to collect the books and every week, uh, when they were really popular, every week a new one would come out. 
And I would, that was all I ever spent pocket money on was another point horror book. And I would just devour them. But like all of my friends, there were 36 of us in the class, I'd say 28 of those kids, that's all we ever read for like three years was point horror books. And they were like American teen stories and they were like with murders and stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, they're great. I would love to go and read a bunch of them again, actually. Uh, but... It would you'd have like reading time you had to read to the teaching assistant and everyone was reading the same goddamn <laughs> point horrors. My God, she must have been like, oh no. And we loved them. And then like everyone was having them. No one was fighting over them. No one was killing their friends. Like it wasn't damaging anyone. And one day he came in and went, point horror books, banned. Read something else. <laughs> no! He's like, there's Shakespeare. These, these, are, these are trash. And, like getting so angry about Basically it. anything you love, get used yeah, to being without it. Banned it. Oh, it. it was awful. But of course, they didn't, no one stopped reading them. They just went yeah. underground. We just stopped reading them to the assistant. We'd read them like this. Or you'd put them in a bigger book, like, oh, I'm reading the Bible. No. <laughs> no. I'm reading Halloween Night 2. That's great. Um, That's really funny. Yeah. Can I imagine you know doing that as a little owl. I was doing that. Yeah. I was really little. Were you? Yeah. I was really little too. Yeah. You You are still quite I, I never really, yeah. Little. I grew... I only grew till I was about 12 and then I stopped. My brother's, my little brother is six foot. Whoa. Yeah, and fair head. We don't look anything like each other. <laughs> People always think he's like the older one, you know. Cause I thought you were going to say adopted, older. but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that too, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. My brother used to always say, if he was mad at me, you're adopted. <laughs> and then uh, what? my mum would go, no, he wasn't. I was there. <laughs> fair enough. Um, so I'm not apparently which is good uh, you're um, anyway sorry I don't know how we got into point <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said which is good as if being adopted is a bad thing it's not a bad thing obviously <laughs> it's I just love, like yeah yeah it's like which is good that you're not adopted and then I'm like well it's good from the sense of like adopted people I don't mean it in that way he wouldn't want to have to change his belief to... system based on his childhood yeah He'd want, yeah but you it doesn't know. really make <laughs> just like click 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 don't do that I have nothing against adoption this will be a, a two minute episode after <laughs> yeah. all your controversy um, so you're you're acting now is that you would you you're making a living yeah just you're making a living yeah from doing the thing that when you were a kid you just loved doing, doing. now that's that's like that must be quite fulfilling to feel that way, right? It is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be though. It doesn't have. No, it doesn't have to be. Um, it is fulfilling to do that. I mean, sometimes. I mean, the reason that I can make that I've managed to make a living, especially in recent years, is because of commercials. Because you know, I've got Choc- the old commercial. Because you're an excellent in. chocolatier. Well, you know, <laughs> you see me chocolatier. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're very convincing as a chocolatier. Thank you. Every time it comes on, I'm like, I want some chocolate. And I want Katie to make it because I feel like she loves chocolate. I love chocolate, I feel like I could just, you're giving that sense. I mean, it's why you're a great actor because I imagine you don't actually make a lot of chocolate. Well, you know, in my spare time, but, you know, do I have a lot of spare time? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah, no, I mean, commercially, that's how how I've been able to then just sort of survive. That and not having huge responsibilities, like, Mm. at the moment, you know, eventually, obviously, like, more responsibility. If I had a family and things like that that I had to provide for. Yeah. At the moment, I'm really just quite just worrying about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, so, no, I mean, it's... And they're fun. I, I do find the commercials fun because I get to go abroad and, and mm. things like that. But I have a lot of fun. 
like I did a sci-fi short a little while back and I really enjoyed running around and you know there was a guy from Game of Thrones in it and I was just like ah oh, I'm just gonna pretend I'm in Game of Thrones this is amazing I had a really fun <laughs> time doing that I did a film called uh, Together which yeah. is about like an elderly couple separated by the care system it's Peter Bowles yes. and Sylvia Sims Where, when when can I when can, can we see, see that it? yet yeah well sort of it, you can it's had its cinema release it did Odeon Cinemas how did I miss that? I don't know. I posted about it, though. I, was I don't like go to posting, Odeon cinemas. But I don't like to post too much because I feel like oh, no, I'm going to annoy people. I oh, know. And also, these I don't understand how you get missed. Like, because you miss so much stuff. You're like, yeah. I posted about that. And you're how like, did I not know? I yeah. literally didn't see anything didn't about know. that. Yeah. I do remember you saying something about it, but I think it was before it had come out. Yeah. And then I didn't miss when it had actually when come out. Actually, and now I've missed it. It's now you But missed I it. will find it. It's all right. I, I mean, it's going to come out. So it had its UK cinema. It's all Odeon cinemas. Right. Um, and then now it's in New Zealand and Australia oh, wow. and cinema release there. And I think it comes out digitally on the 1st of November. Oh, great. Little plug there. So this is, <laughs> by the time this comes out, to be fair, it will be it will be available. It will be, yeah. So people should check it out people because I it loved out. it. Oh, I haven't thanks. seen it yet. I know. <laughs> I loved I like that movie. I think I will because it looks like great and it also looks a bit like uh, similar to the short that i made a few years ago so it's obviously in my realm of like i will like that because i wanted to it's called in memory i don't want to that is great is it a bit like that it's yeah it felt like it was in the same realm very very yeah um yeah and it's i really enjoyed doing that like it brought me a lot of joy yeah like to play i got to do a lot of my scenes with peter bowles and he was so lovely and he's such like you know, he's in his 80s and he's still acting. He's so sharp. They were like throwing new lines at him and he was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Great. just picking it up. And I just felt like I learned a lot from getting to do those scenes with mm. him. And I really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I just, there's a, I do have a lot of fun from my career. And it makes mm. the, but then I, I'm actually someone who really likes stability and like security. Right. So actually, like, I'm probably not, mentally well suited to, to being an actor because yeah i feel like for me like a part of happiness is like oh having that stability and right. that security and knowing i'm gonna earn good money and knowing where my life is going and feeling like i used to i'm quite good at like working hard and revising and things like that mm. like at school i didn't go to a good secondary school but I was like, I had a revision timetable. I went nuts. I would like revise like two, three hours a night. It was crazy. People like Lisa would call me and she'd be like, you want to come out and play? Like, because we were really young then. And I was like... Classic Lisa. <laughs> Classic Lisa. Shirking her responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I can't. I've got to do my revision time. I've got three hours on Of Mice and Men. And she'd be like, what? You're nuts. <laughs> but I actually kind of weirdly enjoyed doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, I was like this real geeky, you know, and I, and I studied really hard. I got really good grades and I was so... And but acting isn't like that. You can't just necessarily just, you know, there's not this career no. steady path of like, if I work really hard and I study, I will get there. It's it's a totally different path. People say to me, how do you get into acting? And it's so hard to know what to say yeah. because I meet people that I work with and they've all had different journeys and paths into the industry. Mm. And so it's totally not like that. It's true chaos. It's absolute chaos. And really, that's not, really like <laughs> what I love so I just wow. put up with that side of it because I feel so alive when I'm actually on set doing mm. especially if I feel connected to a like if I love a part I feel like oh, oh I really get this you know sometimes I get scripts and I'm for whatever reason there's just a character I'm like oh yeah I've got to play this this woman yeah. like I really feel 
like I get her I, yeah, I feel yeah. under, and I feel really comfortable you know other times then I sometimes get scripts and I think that is not me at all what the hell am I going to do yeah. <laughs> the casting is tomorrow ah! you know sometimes you just feel that you suit certain things better than right. than others and but when I get something come through and I'm like oh yeah I really get a great instinct about this and how to mm-hmm. um it's just I get so excited on set and I love that yeah yeah you know and it makes it sort of what do you think the excitement comes is it like is it being out of your comfort zone or do you find it like you immediately slip into that's where you're most comfortable it's like for the first five minutes when I get there I'm always like nervous because it's like a new on the first day it's all right once Mm. you've done a few days on the job or whatever but on the on the first day of a job I'll get I'm a nervy per. I can get I'm quite I can be quite a nervy person so I feel like and that's something I've had to just accept about yeah. myself. Like confidence is really important in our industry, but I'm not naturally actually someone that finds that really mm. easy. Like I do get nervous when I get a casting. I do get nervous yeah, on yeah. a like, and I, I feel that with on set for like five minutes, and then on set is so much easier than castings. I find because I just relax. I feel at home. I feel like yeah. you know, there's just that excitement and that buzz of like, and yeah. I so I feel really comfortable usually on set. You know. That makes sense to me. I think. I think the the very that's the very nature. It's. I think in a way, it's probably like most jobs, right? Yeah. Um, interviewing for a job must be much more terrifying than, than doing once the you're job. in the job. Because yeah. once you're in there, basically, you've already got like validation, which we all crave anyway. Of yeah. saying, right, once you're in there, it means that you you succeeded effectively yeah. now all you have to do is not screw it up yeah <laughs> right yeah. um and even then there's probably a safety net like if you screw up a day of acting uh, i had a shit day and then you know there'll be there'll be a, a crew and a, other cast members will kind of like go all right well tomorrow's and we can redo a bit of that or well <laughs> there's usually like some there's a safety <laughs> net in anything but casting is like is like an extreme form of interviewing for a job because the stakes yeah. are so high because if you don't get it, there's not only financial stakes, but there's like the rejection must be just yeah, there's horrendous a, it's, as well. It is weird. I mean, with the commercial castings, they're sort of their own thing. So I used to like mm. really not like commercial castings. Right. I used to get like, oh, you know, you're in and out so fast. It's kind of weird. You know, it's a sort of strange atmosphere. And now I'm like, they don't bother me at all because I do a mm. lot of them. So I'm like, oh, I just rock up, have a go. And, and, yeah, yeah. And actually, like, I found it's really important to sort of just be yourself. Like, and actually, with acting, I saw this masterclass with Rufus Shaw. He's oh, yeah. so sexy. He makes me happy. Mm, Rufus Shaw. He's yeah. in Victoria and he's in Man right. in the High Castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know he's guy. older, but yeah. he's so sexy. I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're listening. If, I, yeah, if you're listening, Rufus, call me. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, it, he did this masterclass and he was saying about like bringing your own personality to acting and, and, and mm. things like that. Like he said about he'd been to drama school and sort of you know, came out and wasn't doing that. He was sort of covering. And I think right. he said, I can't really remember, a casting director or something said to him, like, oh, I want you to bring more of you to it, you know. Mm. And that, and I was like, when he said that, I was like, oh, it really clicked with me. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. And then I'd be, I find with commercial castings and stuff, it really helps to to be yourself. And yeah. with the acting, there's always little bits of quirks you can bring of your own, you know, you don't want to be you, but at the same time, you are you. That's your thing that you're offering. Yeah. It's authentically. So, um Oh yeah, I really enjoy learning about it. I, I feel like mm. I'm always learning new things. I'm always growing. You know, it's great. That I mean, I can just see 
even physically when you talk about your work, how happy you are. And I think oh, that's really that's nice, nice to see because, like I said, like lots of people are not okay. happy in their work. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it sounds to me like you've got a pretty healthy attitude to enjoying the journey, weirdly enough. Really? Because th- it's on your wall. Because so it's on my wall, so, thinking, you know, yeah, it's just I'm my enjoy. mantra. But, I'm like, mantra. You're, you're still in, you're on a journey of, acting right you're yeah. on a journey of that career and wherever that may and wherever go it, yeah um and i think definitely with acting performing i guess any kind of creative endeavor uh it's very hard for people to enjoy the journey especially when it feels like the journey's not going at the speed or yeah at the trajectory you want it perhaps yeah i can get impatient i, I yeah, can be quite yeah. an impatient person and it's like you know but at the same time you know it's not like I've just, not like I'm a teenager. Like <laughs> I've been working at it a long time. Yeah. So it's easy to, you know. Um, I suppose what makes me happy in terms of like what I found in times when things are dry, mm. if, like um, which I had a few years ago, I did a web series. I wrote my own like a co-wrote. Match not found. Match not found. What um, a web series. What, what a web series. Um, yeah. And that was like, that made me happy to just... Because sometimes with the acting, the problem like I find where I feel less happy is like the fact you're not always in control of when you get to act. You know, yes, you have to yeah. wait for somebody to hire you. Yeah. And I, because I grew up like with a children's agent, like as a teenager, I got a children's mm-hmm. agent, and so it was very much in my mind like, oh, I have to wait to be hired. You mm. know, it's when people give me permission, I get to act. Yay! Yeah. You know, and then actually, it kind of dawned on me. <laughs> A few years ago, I was like, actually, no, like, why don't I just have a go at, like, writing and yeah, doing a bit yeah. more of my own stuff and not waiting? And weirdly, whilst I was doing The Match Not Found, the the Heretics job came up, Together came up, the yeah. sci-fi film came up. There was lots of different things that came and lots of commercials came in and I became so much busier acting. Right, yeah. I don't think it was actually related in terms of, I don't think anyone really saw Match Not Found and thought, God, she's cracking, isn't she? <laughs> Let's put her in something. Uh, yeah, they but did. at the same time, I think, because it's empowering when you're creating your own stuff yeah. and you're busy working and you're not thinking about it so much, then you, you pick, you've got a more positive energy when you go in for meetings. Yeah, and probably. Like and you probably you probably just increases your confidence because you're, pra- you're, you're practicing more. Yeah, you're, not, so like, you're like, in yeah. the zone, you know. So, yeah. so I really enjoyed, that made me happy to like create my own little thing. And it's made me want to write more. Like, yeah, because I, I think that's really important for actors, I think, yeah. is to act as much as you can as well. Yeah. Um, because, like, if you're just if you're a right, not just a right, if you're writing and you're not hired to write, well, then you probably just keep writing, yeah, yeah. I've got uh, lots but of but if you're acting and, and you're not writing. hired to act, it's very hard, like, unless yeah. you just dance around your room, like you said. <laughs> yeah. It's quite hard as to I just like go, to do. Can we just act, please? Can for God's just... sake, can someone just let me act? Yeah, but I would counter that and say, well. All we ever do is act <laughs> in life. We're in always life. acting. That's true. Aren't we, Sheridan? <laughs> um, but we're always acting. I like it when you, know. you call me Sheridan. I know. I, know it's, I think it's, it's just suddenly fun. you become like this, uh, this uh, you know, higher being. Yeah. There's like, there's you and then there's this higher being there's called Sheridan, Sheridan, which is like, is really running the show. He's really, yeah. Sure. It kind of makes me feel like a footballer though. I don't know why. Is there a footballer called Sheridan? I think there was, I don't know a lot of, the footballers. No, I don't. But I have a feeling there was a Teddy. 
Sheridan. Sheringham. Oh, Sheringham. Oh. Maybe, but it, okay. I'm pretty sure there is. I yeah. bet there is a Sheridan as well. I just like, I don't know why. It's not like I'm great at football, but I just like the feeling of like, yeah, I sound like a cool footballer. Do you know when Sheridan. I first called you Sheridan, it was because in my head I was thinking of the show Keeping Up Appearances. Oh, and she had yeah. a son called Sheridan. Oh, I love that And she would show. go, Sheridan, on the phone. <laughs> and he was he never showed up no, in the show. No. Um, and that. I mean, it wasn't a great leap. It was just literally, <laughs> that's the same word that was, yeah. as a 90s sitcom in my head. Yeah. Off we went. It's a great sitcom. Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, it is good. And then you, when you watch it back, you go, oh, literally every episode was the same. <laughs> um, and there was a I lot of sitcoms from back then where they really got away with some lazy writing for a long time. Do you think? I don't want to say lazy. I mean, it is it is good, but it's like they went okay. They made a show, which was twenty eight minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes of which was repeatable catchphrases in repeatable scenarios, mm-hmm. and keeping up appearances. I think completely nails that formula. Yeah, and people yummed it up. Yummed I don't think up. you could get away with it now. I think <laughs> audiences have got way too much to choose from. Yeah, but like. You look at any episode of Keeping Up Appearances, there are things that will happen that will take up most of the episode. She will answer the phone to one of her sisters and then explain to her husband off screen which sister it is with the same dialogue. Yeah. Uh, Liz will come over for tea and not be able to drink it. That will happen every, every episode. Time. Yeah. She'll probably talk to Sheridan. He won't show up. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll drive and she'll be a difficult side seat driver yes. for her husband. That's- Richard! <laughs> Mind the cyclist, dear. Uh, and Routledge will nail it every single time. time. And yeah. probably she'll f- fall over at yes. some point, usually towards Usually she does end yeah. up doing that, doesn't she? I think it's a great sitcom. And the vicar will avoid her. <laughs> like, think about it. Once you've got all of that together, you go, it's, well, I've got another script there. It's a perfect formula. All I have to do is fill in a few it's, blanks, you know. I think sitcoms in general... Um, some sitcoms make me really happy. Actually, that's mm. something I love. Friends, I love and friends. if I'm if I'm feeling a little bit down, that's like that's my antidepressant. That's your warm blanket. I just yeah, I just put it on, and it's it's amazing. It just makes me feel. There's not actually another show that does that for. I mean, there's lots of. Sh- I like Frasier. I like. Everybody oh, loves Raymond. Frasier's so good. I really like Frasier. Um, and there's a lot of sitcoms that I like, but Friends just. I don't know. It's something about there's so much heart in that show. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes me really happy. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I wonder if like uh that's quite a specific thing for our generation. It is, yeah. Because it probably represents intrinsically in us a simpler time. Yeah. Where we were kids so we didn't have to like earn money. Uh, but we got to watch Friends which was a little bit adult so yeah. it felt like at the time it was probably like oh we're growing up yeah and then we grew up getting to know those characters mm-hmm. like if you're special. our kind of age because everyone our kind of age is like loves Friends I think so and right? now I think people go back and watch it and they go yeah it's alright I don't yeah, really I know because it. it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, now? yeah. And some I don't, I don't know if the younger are the younger generations enjoying it. I as think much? they are going. Oh yeah, it's quite cool, but it's like it doesn't really speak to them in the same way because it wasn't. But it's not made for them, and it wasn't no. made for our parents either. No, because our parents won't just go straight to Comedy Central and go, "Yep, six right. more hours of Friends." That's fine. Do you know what though? My mum and dad absolutely love Friends. When yeah. I when, when I like have it, if it's on the telly and we're flicking through the channel and it says Friends, they'll put it on. Yeah. They love it. They find it funny as well. But I bet there's like a 
a sitcom that was popular in the 70s that will make them feel oh, the yeah. way we feel. More like Porridge. Yeah, and yeah. My dad used to watch Only Fools and Horses and I used to, I really I like, like yeah, Only I like Fools that. and yeah. Horses, but I used to see it because my dad and Forty Towers. Yeah, That yeah. classic sort of, yeah. Forty Towers I find sort. amazing because uh, it's 12 episodes ever. That's crazy. Um, it's not actually that so many short, episodes. Yeah. It's really short, amazing. yeah. But really well done. it made such an impact on... I don't know, yeah, you just can't, you can't really think of like UK comedy without mentioning 40 Towers at yeah. all. But it's very little of it. But the same with The Office as well, like how much the that changed everything, but yeah. it was a very little bit of it. But yeah, I do wonder with uh, 90s sitcoms whether this so, it's so intrinsically linked to childhood. Like Keeping Up Appearances I loved and I think, I loved it because of what it what was going on in it. Mm-hmm at the time, yeah. but now I have a, a doubly fond memory because I was very lucky to have a happy childhood and I feel like it was on when I was like clean in my pyjamas having some tea and then going to bed. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like that time of night where I remember my mum always referred to it as boys' teas. It was me and my brother. We'd have these little trays yeah. that like stood, they, they folded out and you'd eat them in front of the TV. And whatever we watched during boys' teas is stuff that I remember so fondly now. Aww. Not necessarily because of the thing, but because it was boys' teas. It was boys, yeah. It's me and my bro, we got on so well, like we were just enjoying the thing that we were doing and mum and dad would be sat behind us having their grown-up dinner. Yeah. And it was just, just nice. It's nostalgic again, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it's I sad. think anything that comes from that, unless you had a less happy childhood then probably... Don't yeah. revisit those and then shows. Don't revisit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Probably make you feel but, real bad. Yeah. yeah. But nostalgia is definitely, yeah, if, like you said, if you've had a happy uh, childhood, nostalgia is a huge part of places hold that for me as well. Like my mm. nan's from Portsmouth and I used to go and spend like every summer weeks yeah. on end in Portsmouth. And now whenever I go to Portsmouth, just being there like reminds me of my nan. Yeah. And yeah. I feel happy. It's, it's kind of strange, but it's just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it can be pissing down with rain, which it often is. You know, it can be like, get my soggy chips. But yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm really happy. Nice. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I have that with smells. With smells? Yeah, really? stuff that I remember smells from like being a kid. And I'll go, that smells like this very specific thing. I'll tell you one of them, Professor Burp's Bubble Works. Oh my God, at Chessington? Yeah. Uh. I smell a candle that was reminded me of that the other day. I nearly burst into tears. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, Professor Burp? <laughs> I haven't been there That's for a long so time. But apparently, Never Professor I. Burp, I think it's gone now entirely. No. But apparently, they changed it because it was sponsored by Imperial Leather and they changed it to be about soap. And I was like, what? It's so stupid because no kid wants to go and have fun with soap. No. The point of Professor Burp is that everyone drank too much sugar and sweet and, drinks yeah. and then they burped the whole way around. Like, oh, what's no. fun about soap? Oh, let's all get clean. Get <laughs> Sorry, I get really. I didn't know that. that. That's a shame. I really liked. Yeah, yeah, that was a great ride. Theme parks make me very happy, actually. Total. Yeah, I like theme parks. Caring about anything. Disney is my favourite place. Disney and Disney films, anything Disney related. I'm like, oh yeah, you know. I mean, Disney's so fun. I mean, it's very expensive though as a a theme park. Oh yeah, yeah. It's great. Like I loved it. So it's really cool. Went there on honeymoon. Did Best you? ever, yeah. You went to Disney on your honeymoon. Yeah. Aww. Disneyland, California. We went to Hawaii first. We were really, really jammy. We went to Hawaii and then we went to Disneyland, California. 
It was wow. so good. But we try and go like all the time. <laughs> Honestly, I love it so much. Aww. I love crying that so much because I'm just so happy at Disney World. Wow. Like, did you used fantasmic. to go as a kid then, a lot? Yeah, I did yeah. get to go a fair bit. And I would always, like, cry more than anything leaving. <laughs> I would find the nearest Mickey Mouse and just hold on to him and my parents would have to try and drag me away. Aww. There's, like, old VHS home videos of me just holding on to Mickey Mouse screaming. <laughs> no, don't take me away. There's something so good about Disney World because you genuinely escape reality yeah the whole thing is designed so perfectly to make you go nothing's real apart from this it is truly that living in the moment thing yeah and all that matters when i'm there is getting on the ride like that's all that matters it doesn't nothing else needs i just i just need to make sure that we get on this ride right now and enjoy this ride yeah and then what will matter next is getting on the next one or having the meal that I'm going to have. like It's a true <laughs> enjoy the journey sort of place because yeah. there's no sort of goals to achieve. To, no, it's true. Other than like, can I get a fast pass for this ride so I don't have to wait three yeah. hours in the There sun. is that, I suppose. But yeah. even then, yeah. that's like, that doesn't matter. It's a race, isn't so it? So it doesn't like, really... Oh, how can I quickly yeah, can I race yeah. into this? I get quite competitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like, I'm going to run around this Thunder Mountain ride as quickly as I can. I do take it seriously, but only because like, You'll thank me. You'll, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'll thank me. Danny's so like, good. we're on holiday. We'll just get up. No, we'll get up at six because it's magic hour today at the Magic Kingdom and we have to get there when it opens. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you talking about, get up? And then, but then when we get on everything and we don't have to queue much, she's like, oh, that was a good He's idea like, getting good here. Call. I'm one of these people who's like, let's get up at six. Yeah. and go to the Magic Kingdom, yeah. six o'clock comes, and I'm like, no way. I just yeah. I just hit my alarm, and then I wake up, and it's 10, and I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, man, I would feel so bad. And I'm like, that's just me. I'd I feel that. awful about that. I hate I hate how much I snooze my alarm anyway. Yeah. All right, so, so we have such a weird system at home where uh, Danny's car's there, mine's behind hers, and she works 30 miles away, so... She gets up at 6.20 and has to leave by just before 7 to get to work. So what I purposefully do is make sure my car's behind her. Yeah. Because then I have to go and I get here at 7 every day. And that means I get like a ton done by myself. I get my coffee. I'm just super happy there, even though I'm exhausted, right? Yeah. But on the rare days when she'll like either work at home or she's working out of the office somewhere else and she doesn't have to get up that early, I start the day in such a worse way and such a bad mood. I'm a 34-year-old man, I should be able to take care of myself. But what happens is she goes, oh, I'm working at home tomorrow so I don't have to get up so early. I'm like, oh, what time are you getting up then? She's like, oh, like quarter to eight. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> So I go, right, I set my alarm for 6.30. 6.30, alarm goes off. Oh, God. Quickly hit snooze and she goes, you better not snooze that alarm. I'm like, this is my only morning for a lion. And I go, no, no, I won't. I'm getting up now. And then I fall asleep. <laughs> and then nine minutes later it goes off. And that goes on for an hour. And then she gets up, goes downstairs, starts working. I'm still snoozing the alarm. <laughs> three hours ago by, honestly, I will snooze every nine minutes for three hours. Wow. And then eventually I'll go... Oh, I guess I've got to go in. By this point, I am super depressed. I'm more tired than ever because that is not a good way to get sleep. It's not a good start, no. <laughs> it's 
snoozing Terrible. every now and, and I said to her yesterday, I hate when you don't go to work when you're meant to because then I can't... It affects my you schedule. You don't force me to get, to get out up. of bed. She's like, just take care of yourself and get up. <laughs> Which is so right. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's I'm hard awful. though. It is hard. I'm like a zombie in the mornings. I'm like, I'm not a morning... Per- I'm a night person, you know. People are like tired, sort of one o'clock, two o'clock. I'm still awake a lot of the time. Sometimes yeah. I go to bed early because I've got, I've got to get up early tomorrow. And then I just lie there. You know, that makes me miserable. I'm just bit. nothing. Just nothing? What do you mean nothing? I just want to be asleep all the time. Oh. <laughs> but at the same time, that would make me really miserable because I'm would... like, oh, what a, what a waste of life. You wouldn't be doing much. You'd look good, though. You'd get lots of beauty sleep. No, I don't think so because sometimes like, I'll sleep all weekend and then Monday I'll look worse than ever. <laughs> That's so <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> I'm like, what happened there? I've been asleep all weekend. I'm like Sleeping Beauty. And, and I feel worse working. than ever. I feel terrible. I look bad. <laughs> Um, it's too much sleep. It's too much, it's yeah, too much. Yeah. yeah. I will just like, I'll just, I would lie in. I did actually once sleep from nine o'clock one night till 6 pm the next day. Mm-hmm. Woke up, cried for three hours, and went back to sleep. Why did you cry for three hours? Uh, I had to take, I was prescribed some medication called amitriptyline for nerve pain. Okay. And I only ever took one pill because. I went to sleep. Oh, wow. They said take it because you would get a bit drowsy with it. Yeah. Quite hard hitting. I did get very drowsy. Yeah. So I couldn't wake up until six. And then when I woke up, I was like so upset that I'd lost an entire day. Yeah. And it was already going dark. Oh, no. And then I looked at the leaflet, the side effects, one of the side effects. It's basically, it's also, it used to be treated as an antidepressant. It's not really anymore. Right. One of the side effects was depression. Which turns out most antidepressants have that as a side effect. That's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, it always makes me think, how do you know if it's working, but you've got a side effect or it's just not working? But that's (laughs) for another podcast. That's a really, Um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But yeah, then I woke up and I was just tearful for three straight hours. Wow. And weeping. And I was like, it's got to be this side effect. And then I just passed out again. Oh my God. (laughs) terrible. That's crazy. Yeah, it didn't suit me. No, so. definitely not. That's yeah. a really strong reaction, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I just something... think it was not like the, not the for pill you. for me. No, <laughs> it's not the, the opposite pill for you. It's like, no. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes think, like, with happiness as well, do you. So th- is it the thing of having to feel happy makes people miserable? Do you know what I mean? Like, when you're talking mm. about that stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, is there a pressure to be happy? Because I think trying to be happy all the time would make you sad you know it should yeah, be an yeah. organic thing shouldn't it really although like it's definitely it's, to, yeah. obviously it's not you know when people talk about gratitude and how it helps your life and all that kind of thing that's something to practice sometimes because it's not mm. always natural i find yeah yeah to be like like i take stuff for granted sometimes oh god yeah like, we all do yeah, yeah definitely um but it maybe the like... pressure of feeling like oh i need to be happy can you know, yeah, or not being able to express the emotion of like, you know, like my friend wrote a play called uh, "The Rules of Being a Man," mm-hmm. and it's uh, sort of discusses suicide. And I went to oh, wow. Norfolk to see it because that's where they were doing it, and it's so powerful. And um, and like one of the characters in it, he's really struggling to express how mm. he feels about stuff, and you know, and it sort of has catastrophic consequences. And it's just, I think that. That repression of emotion yeah. and things like that, it's, it's difficult, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're absolutely right. The the need to be happy, and again, it goes back to that social media thing. I think like there's more pressure than 
they used to be to, to be, be happy yeah, or at least prove that else. you are even yeah. if you're not mm. um, and also I think like um, people are probably more accepting even if they might roll their eyes about a bit if you go and I think it's the usual thing because when you say how are you doing you go yeah I'm good and but if you said I feel really bad today actually I've been crying a lot um I don't really see any hope for myself in the future my career's not going the way it should be people would be like oh I don't really want to hang out with them <laughs> but if you go into a room and go no, yeah true. I'm feeling great man I had a nice chicken dinner yeah and, or whatever you do that's just me thinking about chicken I think um <laughs> You'd be like, great, this seems like a fun guy to hang out with. Let's do that. Yes. So there's there's definitely a societal pressure to fake it, even if you're yeah, not. Yeah, because happy. you don't want to bum everyone out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a tricky thing, isn't it? I do want to bum you people out. You do want to bum people out. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to. I terrified one of my best friends the other day. Not you, sorry. Oh, that's all right. Obviously, yeah. One of my other best <laughs> friends. That's fine then. Uh, I terrified him. You've met him, actually, McPhee, who... Um, oh, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah, that guy. That guy, that dude. I scared him. I gave him such a roller coaster of emotions. I wrote and recorded a song for him as a surprise. Aww. Uh, because I wanted him to have that. It's a really long-winded story. He's been trying to write a movie. At the end of the movie, he wants to write... There's this big song. Right. And he was telling me about the song and he's like, yeah, at some point I just need to work out what that song would be like. And so I wrote it for him in my hope that it would spur him on to write the movie. And it did. And I feel so smug and great about myself for doing that. <laughs> and I played it to him and he had tears in his eyes. And he was like, no one's ever given me something so great. You've inspired the rest of the film. And then he went away the next day and wrote like most of the film in one day. Oh great. God. But also that day... I put on that mask. Yeah. The uh, the it's new a, Michael Myers Halloween eight, 2018 mask, one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, chased him around this building <laughs> with a kitchen knife. Oh wow! Um, and he ran into the cafe and pleaded with the the woman behind the the barista for <laughs> help. Right. And then he said, "I'm I genuinely was convinced that." For five years, you've been tricking me up until the point so that you had me perfectly where you wanted me. My guard was down. It was just you and me, and you controlled the environment so that you could kill me. Really? And he was genuinely he convinced. He really thought that. And even though he he'd said that actor, to me, you know. I wouldn't stop. <laughs> but in a weird way, when I finally did stop, I was like, I've just given you the greatest gift of all. Because you were so scared and so sad and so terrified for your life, but you survived. Yeah. How great must you feel Till now? now. <laughs> so, in did a weird way, way, he did not see it that way. No. Uh, he may. He will in the future. But um, <laughs> in a weird way, I think if you could bum people out by the very nature of your own personality, perhaps they would feel better about themselves. And that is the greatest gift of all. Whereas if you go everywhere going, I'm great, my career's great. My... Everything's great. Everything's great. I love yeah. my house. Look at my sweet wheels. Look at <laughs> my, my, wheels. my chicken dinner was the best chicken dinner. <laughs> Everyone would be like, oh, my chicken was a bit dry actually. And my, I need new tyres. The job's not great. <laughs> uh, and they'd be going, oh, shame. Whereas maybe the greatest gift is going, 
I am fucked. I am. <laughs> Things are bad news. How are you doing? They're like, actually, I can't complain. Actually, yeah, I feel good compared to you. You're welcome. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so if we've got any advice, mine would be go out there, bum people out, it will build them back up again. What I would like yours it. be, Sheridan? <laughs> <laughs> what would my advice be for happiness? Yeah. <sighs> Don't be an actor. <laughs> That's a really terrible advice. I'm just joking. Um... My advice for happiness would be, go do you, hmm. which is awful advice. But yeah, go do you. Like, be happy. Don't hurt anyone else. Just, you know. And, do, and don't, don't compare yourself to other people. I think that's, someone said to me, I can't remember who it was, that it's like a really big thief of joy. It's like Ooh. the thing of comparison. Nice. And I think... In a lot of ways, it's true, and there's and especially nowadays with all the social media and stuff, it's really easy to do that. So I would say, like, yeah, don't compare to other people. Just go be you. Go do you. You're great. Great. That's <laughs> good for you. And I would add, take the light and the dark, and find a contented path through the middle. Ah, very nice. Clever. I just literally made that up. I like it. What a guru. What a guru. <laughs> uh, so for the reader's benefit, um, you can find Katie online in Match Not Found, but also Rebecca yeah. Gold. Oh, yes. Yeah. A, two great online. So that, that you can find instantly. Okay. But also you can turn your TV on. You can see her making chocolate. You can see her oh, brushing gosh. her teeth. All sorts of things <laughs> like that. Brushing my teeth. Uh, That's or, amazing. If you if you really care about us at all, you go to the movies, yeah. watch together. Together. You go and see Heretics. Heretics, yeah. You go and see, I mean, there's loads. You're just everywhere, really. I'm trying you? to be. You cover it. You're multimedia. I, I, I like to think so. You are multimedia. <laughs> multimedia. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast, Arena. It was so lovely to talk to you. Love, great. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. Goodbye. Bye.